Welcome to The Business of You, a show that brings you up close to the innovators, experts, and entrepreneurs behind some of the most fascinating businesses and movements. I'm your host, Rachel Gogos, and I love uncovering the story behind the brand. Each week, I'll share revealing conversations with incredible people who launched and grew their companies. Behind every successful business is an epic journey. Take what you can from what you're about to hear and build a roadmap to help you grow yours. Welcome to The Business of You. Today on The Business of You, I've got a real treat. It's a founder and CEO that makes it all seem very possible and very easy to grow and scale a brand. The person is Mike Dola. He's the founder and CEO of Stronger You Nutrition. After getting a business degree from a community college, Mike found his true passion. So tune in today and listen how he went from that business guy with a community college degree into recently selling his company to a much larger brand. Enjoy today's episode on the business of you. Today on The Business of You, I've got Mike Dola. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Rachel. I'm excited to chat with you guys. Me too. You just shared some exciting news with me. But before we uh, we dive into that, would love to hear how you started your company, Stronger You Nutrition. What led you to starting a fitness company? So this is a I could tell a three-minute version or I could tell an hour and a half version. So I'll try to meet somewhere in the middle. So I was kind of an underachiever in my career. I was in banking and human resources, went to community college, finished my business degree online, uh, which funny enough, uh, the school I went to went out of business. So hopefully I don't ever have to update a resume and get that out there because that's an awkward conversation. But I started because I wanted to solve a problem for lots of people. I was into the fitness and nutrition stuff myself, and I wanted to make it a job. And I had this thought as a 30-something-year-old at that point that no one can really do what they want to do in life for a career, make money and help people. I thought it was a pipe dream, but I wanted to try. So my first, I guess, journey into the fitness industry was trying to train people in my garage but nobody really cared. Uh, Couple that with, I worked full-time still, so I didn't have a lot of time to invest in it. And it wasn't working for people. A lot of people wanted to work out to either feel or look different, be stronger, be more fit, and the product wasn't working. So I realized that I need to pivot in some way. And I jumped into the nutrition. I got my certifications. I started talking a lot on the internet about what people need to do, what they don't need to worry about, which in our industry, the nutrition industry, if you ask 10 people how to lose fat or how to be more fit or healthy, you'll get 10 different answers. So I wanted to simplify it all and package it all up. I wanted to kind of reverse engineer the dieting process, not just tell people what to do, but think about what their challenges and problems are and fill in the solutions for that person individually. So I I did that for 13 months while still working online. Everything was remote. All my customers were around the country. Things kind of caught fire and it grew almost entirely through word of mouth. Um, Got to quit my full-time job 13 months later, hired a few coaches, brought on my best friend, uh, Mike, to help me with the business operations. He was working at Amazon at the time. And then uh, five, six, seven years later, we became one of America's fastest growing companies on the Inc. 5000 list. 
And I still can't understand how it all happened, but I think it was because we created such an awesome company culture and just the product worked so well for people who have been misled and let down by the nutrition industry. And that's really it. We've recently sold the business to self-esteem brands, but I'm still involved as founder, carrying on the vision and the culture and just making this thing as awesome as it can be for as many people as possible. Mm, that's amazing. What a couple questions for you. What is the what was it that differentiated you in those early days? I think a lot of it was, you know, we made the nutrition process very flexible for people so they weren't stuck doing something that just a list of random or eating just a list of random foods. They had incredible support. So where most diets and nutrition programs just give rules and say, "Okay, good luck." We were there for them. They could text us at pretty much any time. We would look at data rather than the emotional state only of nutrition, which is if you ask a bunch of people how they eat, most people will say, oh, I eat pretty good, but they might be a little bit further from their goal than they want to be. So we try to figure out, we try to connect the dots and really work at an individual level, whereas the industry just does not. It's very cookie cutter and just having it a fun vibe. We're a community which is probably the, the, you know, that's the secret sauce of Stronger You is we have a community of people that are talking and working together and helping one another. And it just makes a process that most people don't enjoy. It makes it more enjoyable for them. So I just think it's a combination of a bunch of little features of our company that was extremely refreshing for people that they didn't know it was, it existed. I think we're all we're all trained to think if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. But with nutrition, if you follow a few rules, you get the results you want. We just have to help people follow those rules and not worry about anything else. And we're very, very upfront about it. And that's part of my personality. You know, no nonsense, a little kick in the butt with a hug. And you get people to do what they never thought they can do. And you uncover the reality of what has to happen. And all this really awesome stuff comes to fruition. Mm. So do you deliver your programming 100% virtually or is there an in-person component too? Especially yeah, now with the acquisition, right? At any time of any time fitness, yeah, it's right? All, it's all virtual. Um, you know, in the beginning, I helped a lot of people locally and I would go to coffee shops and talk about it and stuff like that. But the service itself is delivered through our application now. Um, we can do phone calls and stuff like that, text message, email, but most of the communication is happening right through our application. Um, and it's kind of weird because a lot of people were confused about it. And I think it's more common now, like virtual services. But at first it was like, you know, someone in Colorado would, and I'm in New York, someone in Colorado would be like, how the heck does this work? You don't even meet me. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. And guess what? We'll give you more service than a traditional in-person nutritionist or registered dietitian because we're a, we're a message away. Whereas you might not see those people for another week or two. And that's the thing we're solving for, because when people go to those people, they say, here's your list, get out there and, and go. And then if you don't see them for another week, two weeks, a month, who knows what's happening in between that time? That's the secret sauce. When you can help people adhere to things at all times and not, not talking perfection, like we're very flexible. We want people to enjoy birthdays and celebrations and cookies and wine and stuff like that. We help them work it in, but someone knowing that the coaches and registered dietitians are in their pocket when they need help. That's why they do better. 
And we know when they do better, the product shows its, itself even more that it works so well. We don't have to worry about all this marketing stuff as much as other companies. Yeah, which is a great segue into into my next question is that all your growth has been 100% organic, right? You haven't taken any investments, you haven't done any paid marketing or minimal paid marketing, right? Yeah, um, at this point we do, but to grow it to the point of uh, getting on the Inc. 5000 and the acquisition, we didn't really spend any money. We did a few little ads here and there, but they never really worked. We We noticed that um, and I always I always give this advice to other founders, entrepreneurs, business people. Think about how you buy a product and then sell your product the same way. So in my head, I always think when I'm going to make a purchase, I ask people I trust. I look on the internet and I see what people are saying. I very rarely see an ad and say, ooh, that ad got my attention. I'm going to buy. And I think now more than ever, People are a little turned off by traditional marketing because it's almost like a competition. It's like the companies are going to convince you to buy something that you don't really want to buy. So people are, they always have their guard up and I do it. I see an ad and I'm like, oh man, this thing, get out of my face. I don't even want to, I don't want to see you. I want to buy that product because it solves a problem for me. And someone I like and trust told me about it. And that's how we grew Stronger You. We realized that if we can get the information out there in the hands of our members and make them happy, they'll just go tell everybody about it. Mm. And that, I mean, luckily it worked so well. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I, th- I definitely think that's the best way to market, just organic like that, um, you know, almost like guerrilla level marketing, right? Yeah, that, I love that stuff. Yeah. Did you incentivize your members to- Yeah, we uh, had referral okay. programs. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing like uh, MLM or anything like that. Sure. It was more like- Hey, member, if you're happy and you refer five people, we'll give you a free 12-week session. Um, and my my hypothesis is the people would tell everyone anyway. So it's more or less just a thank you for doing what you yeah. already would have done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When happy clients, right, make the best marketers. Right. They And it's, it's interesting because we sell a product or service that makes people live better lives. Mm-hmm. We have automatic buy-in because everyone wants everyone else to feel better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, you know, if I was a plumber, maybe I wouldn't have any success because no one's really telling stories about their unclogged pipes. But when someone had a struggle, like with their nutrition or their health, and they come to stronger you and they feel better, of course they want to talk about it. Right. So true. And yeah. friends notice too, right? So, Oh yeah. Um, I know you started in 2015, your company. So you definitely experimented some serious fast fast growth right to already have sold in 2021 how was the journey of scaling your business was it i, I mean I, I know for many it's a struggle you've obviously done it successfully so can you share some of the the ups and downs of that journey yeah i mean it wasn't it wasn't easy but it was pretty straightforward so my my thought was always we just had to multiply what i did So when I could serve our customers very well, I needed to have people on the staff that could serve them as well or better who aligned with our nutritional philosophies, which, you know, aren't anything crazy or groundbreaking. Uh, We needed uh, people with high emotional intelligence. We needed them to be available, um, customer centric, because I'm very much of the thought in our field of nutrition and fitness 
it's, it is very much a service-based business. It is not just uh, industry run by a bunch of fitness and nutrition nerds, right? We have to know people and we have to understand what their challenges are. So finding those people fortunately was not that difficult because I knew exactly what we wanted along the way. I think the challenge is in making sure everything is kind of done the same way with so many different personalities. And I think that, you know, that at first I thought it was going to be a detriment to the business, but it was a good thing because it opened up the type of people we had here. It wasn't just a bunch of mics. It was a bunch of everyone. And that helped our members so much better because our members are very similar to the people on the staff. We have moms, we have ex-athletes, we have dads, we have travelers, we have everything that you can imagine in our membership base and also on our staff. So growing was a little challenging in terms of not knowing what to do next or who to hire next, but we were always kind of ahead of the, of the game because we always had enough customers coming in who were served well, who could grow the business. We're a little backwards where a lot of businesses, they worry about the growth. Um, we didn't have to worry about that. We needed to worry about the infrastructure and that is not my expertise. And that's why I brought in Mike my best friend to worry about, you know, being COO and formalizing all that. I'm just the wacky founder with the ideas and the plans on getting people to become better eaters for the long term. So -hmm. So you had two mics at the top. That must've been fun on the inside. Yeah. Um, There, you know, there there were times where where we had like four mics in a meeting and someone would say, (laughs) Hey Mike, you got that? And we're just like, please just use last names. (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of funny. Totally. How did you establish credibility, you individually, uh, at the beginning, given that your background was in banking, right? Like, and I know you eventually went to get the certifications, but that's, I mean, to, again, to experience growth like that, not having an MD, not having a nutrition, a degree in uh, certified nutrition, et cetera, it's really challenging. Oh yeah. That was interesting because you know, when I talk about how to be a better eater, it's not necessarily the things that the formal education teach you. Um, the formal education will teach you things like food policy in schools and micronutrients and things like that. It's like we we know what people need to do. We know how um, how people need to grocery shop and fill their cart with mostly nutrient dense foods and limited processed foods. That's not the challenge. What we wanted to do, or what I wanted to do at the time was to put out information that showed what I said made sense. And that was, you know, I had a lot of feelings of being an imposter. I had a lot of people that were like, who the heck are you? You're not going to be able to do anything. Why are you even talking about this? You didn't go to school for it. And I'm being judged based on decisions I was supposed to make 15 years prior before even knowing I was interested in this stuff. So a lot of people have asked me, they say, well, do you want to go back to school to be a registered dietitian? And I say, well, no, because that education wouldn't put me any further along. And we have them on staff. Our entire staff is led by a PhD registered dietitian who's way smarter than me with all the nutritional science. I just know how to package it up and solve the problem. So at first it was difficult because I had to prove to a lot of naysayers that I made sense and I could help them. And then once the customers were getting good results and had good things to say, 
I made sure to put that stuff out there because again, it's not what the company says in terms of how to, or why to buy the product. It's what the customers are saying. So I, I always knew all I need to do is help a few people. I need to put their voices out into the world. And then people will say, oh, wow, this guy, Mike, who posts a lot on Facebook actually does know what he's talking about. But in the process, you do you do have to have thick skin because a lot of people were saying really negative things. And I just, I always have this thought that, you know, you can care what people say about you. Just don't let it control the way you live your life. And I, I often think back at those people and I say, I almost didn't do this because of what people said on the internet who I hardly knew. Could you imagine how, how many less people would be helped because I cared what someone said? So I just put my head down and worked and helped lots of people. And, you know, sometimes I think of those people and I wonder if they're, you know, if they're, you know, putting their foot in their mouth, but I don't really care because maybe if I was in their shoes, I would have thought the same thing. So I don't really fault it. Sure. And the results speak for themselves. Yeah. You said, (laughs) you said something just now you said you were putting information out there that made sense. Is that what you're referring to is just essentially sharing testimonials and putting customers results back out there, members results back out there? Is yes. it- so it was a combination of results from people, but it was mostly thinking of the challenges people face around food and crafting posts and content for those people. So for example, if someone doesn't know how to grocery shop well, or they don't know what the best fruit and vegetable is for whatever goal, or they need help eating enough protein, I would talk about those things. So instead of just saying like, here's the nutritional science, I would solve problems for people who didn't even know they had them. And then they would read the content and they would say, oh crap, I never even thought about that. He just solved a lifelong problem with a Facebook post. And then they would follow me and they would share my stuff. And then eventually maybe they would be customers because they thought, well, if he's giving all this information for free, I wonder what they can do when I pay them. And that's really where the magic happens. I would just give, give, give. That was my big thing. And fortunately, I, it's just who I am. I like to do that stuff. So whether I was in the industry or not, I would still try to problem solve people's food issues. And that I don't think I'll ever stop. So it just was kind of like my luck, right? It's, I think every founder kind of has a little bit of luck. Mine was, I loved talking on the internet about the things I was passionate about and solving people's problems and it just spread. So, you know, I like to, you know, I like when people tell me I'm like a business expert and all this, but it's really just, it's just who I am. So there was a lot of luck and just kind of my passions and that aligned. Business of You podcast is brought to you by thebrandid.com. We specialize in building businesses on the web. We do this through incredible copywriting, web design, web development, all on the WordPress platform. We design logos, we build out courses and membership sites as well. And we would love to help you grow your brand and build your business on the web. Reach out today at thebrandid.com and book a complimentary call with us. For you, as you're speaking about it, it feels just like, oh, this was so common sense for me. 
But how would you, I just want to get granular for a second, because I love when we can give people tips and action items to help them maybe look at their business in a different way. How would you identify these problems? Because I know personally, the things I'm good at, I don't really realize other people struggle with those same things, right? Because they come so naturally to me. And it sounds like for you, nutrition, same thing. So how did you figure out, like, oh, this is easy for me, but not for this person? Where were you I, I would go that? where these people were. Mm-hmm. So there might be Facebook groups about nutrition and you would come across all these questions. And I don't go in there and try to sell and all this weird stuff because a lot of these groups, they and they should have these rules where you don't do that. But I would go and I would give advice. Someone would ask a question, how I got to lose 10 pounds. How do I do it? And, you know, that's a complicated question. It's not just as easy as like saying eat less food. You have to understand who this person is. So I just kind of built a reputation around where these people were that had the problems. And that's, I think, one of the mistakes a lot of people make on social media now is they just throw things out there without talking to the people. They hope that the potential customer just comes across their their content, but they don't go to the people yet. So I always think like that, no matter what your business is, think about where your customer is. You know, because they're probably not, they probably aren't excited to follow a business talking about the business, but you can go other places. So true. So true. As you grew, Mike, how did you stay or or how do you stay so passionate about your members and yet being in the CEO seat, not get so focused on the numbers? How do you balance that out? Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's it's maybe sounds cliche, but it's a lot like what I tell our members. Uh, you know, we might get a member that wants to lose 50 pounds and they're so focused on the number. To them, their goal is that number. For businesses, it's like revenue and profits and things like that. I always had this backwards thinking that if like stop worrying about the number, just do the things that you know will influence the direction of that number. So, for me it's like I just, I have like this score in my head. It's not revenue and profits. It's helping members live better lives, getting the attention out there, hiring more people and watching them quit their jobs also. And it's just the process stuff versus the goal stuff. And I know it's not the most concise response, but I think too many people are so focused on the numbers, but they forget about what influences those numbers. And I would just worry about that stuff. And then, you know, if you do that, all the things move in the direction you want. Mm. That's actually a really powerful answer, given that your members are hyper-focused on numbers, right? But it's just around weight loss more than anything I'm gathering. Yeah. And we don't hide from it. Like we want to know that number. We want to know where it goes. Just like a business should never lose track of where their, their numbers are going. But you don't let that be the only thing you worry about. Sure. Because that'll, you know, that'll make you crazy if you're constantly worried about that number day to day. So true. It's like, you know, a quick story early on, I was that person though. I would be like, oh, okay, we we made this much this day. We made this much the next day. Then Saturday would come and nobody cares about signing up for Stronger Hue on Saturdays, right? Everyone's out and about and doing their thing. But Mondays, everyone's like, oh crap, I messed up on the weekend. I'm going to sign up for this thing I saw this guy talking about. And that's kind of like our our Saturday was like many people's um, Monday, right? It's like, oh crap, this day kind of sucks. So I'm going to get on board when I know I can focus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
What aspects of your personality do you think are embedded in Stronger You? Oh man, that's that's a tough one. But I think, I don't know, I, I put some comedy in there. Um, I put some practical information. I make it sound fun. Um, I'm very, I guess, passionate and energetic. So a lot of our stuff is is aligned with that. And I think that's I think that's what people wanted. I think our our industry and a lot of the business in general is afraid to be who they really are. And I, I do think we're seeing a, an increase in this. And I feel like, you know, traditionally everyone in business is in suits and you got to be so professional. You got to be perfect. You got to be polished. And I'm over here making jokes on the internet. And I think people liked it. I mean, I'm sure there's some that are turned off by it, but many people are like, wow, this seems fun. And this guy has a cool story. I'm going to contribute and be a part of it. So right. that's kind of what I what I gather from mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I think what makes the people we don't attract, I always feel like that's okay. Those are probably not your right members anyways. And the ones that you do attract are there for the right reasons and their ability to really commit to the program are probably significantly higher, especially when they like the personality behind that, right? I mean, we don't want to tune into content that is grading at us for one reason or another, you know? Yeah, and I think a lot of uh, founders of businesses traditionally don't interact with customers mm-hmm. and I'll go get coffee with our customers. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I think a big differentiator for us is I'm not just the leader that's putting my head down in spreadsheets. I know my customers better than almost any founder in the world because all I do is spend time where they are. Mm. So Let's talk about the coffee piece. That's that's great that you do that, by the way. I love that. How do you identify the members you're going to meet for coffee? Do you just go in your database and look and see who lives near you? Or do you put no, a note I, out? I usually on- throw something out there online, okay. um, either in our community, my Facebook, my Instagram. If I'm traveling, I've met, I've met clients of ours when I was away in Mexico. Like I just, I mean, we have people all over the world. So I just post, hey, I'm in Mexico doing whatever. Does anyone want to meet up? And we do. And we sit there and we BS for a couple hours. I, you know, it's like, I say, they pull my string and get me going and I just start yapping, but I love it because I, I get to help people solve real time food problems and I get to just talk and meet them and see who our customers are. It's not, it's not always surveys and, you know, market research and all this back end stuff. It's just going out there and talking to people. And it's weird because I am a shy person, but I'm, I'm like, you know how they say, uh, what's the word? Um, selective hearing. I'm like selective shyness. If you put me in a group of people that I have nothing in common with, I'm going to probably stand in a corner on my cell phone. But if you put me in a room with a bunch of stronger you members, I'm like, oh my God, this is, the, this is the most fun thing ever. And I'll just run around in circles talking to everybody about food stuff. And it's, I don't know, it's just enjoyable. And again, that's a lot of our business success was was probably luck because I just like this stuff anyway. So unless you're that type of person, you can't just manufacture that. So I don't, I don't fault founders for not meeting their customers and talking to them if that's not who they are. Our luck is that the founder of Stronger You is out there with his customers, talking to them, figuring out what's going on, and then bringing that information back to the people that can make some decisions at Stronger You. Mm-hmm. You really make the entrepreneurial journey sound so easy. <laughs> well, you- it's, it's easy when it goes well. <laughs> True. <laughs> so have you had experienced any major bumps in the road in this 
Oh yeah. Fast growth. Yeah. There's, you know, there's technology and things like that. Like everything used to be, Hey, email us the spreadsheet that we sent you and we'll look at your information and give you feedback. Now there's like technology and stuff like that. There's all these systems that have to talk to each other. And I wasn't good at that stuff. So I made some mistakes with decisions around technology that, you know, going back, I'm like, Oh, I would have done that different, but I, I have this very, I don't know, this thought that everything affects everything and we're in a very good place right now. So who's to say if I went back and changed something, we'd be in a better place. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'd be in a worse place. So I look at it as a learning experience. Um, I don't regret any decisions I've made. I think every decision led to where we are now and things are pretty awesome. So I'm I'm okay with those Mm -hmm. those mistakes. Mm -hmm. I always often feel like a mistake is just a way to redirect our path. Right. It's like, uh, you know, failure is like fertilizer for success. Like it, you know, you know, stuff happens, but you learn from it. And another, another tip I can give people is don't just learn from your mistakes, see what mistakes other people are making. So you don't have to make them. And that was a big, a big inspiration for me designing stronger. You was not just what, what the good people in the business were doing, but what the worst people were doing and doing things opposite. And our industry is is weird in the sense that it wants to set limits on when people can talk to them and it makes the rules too damn hard to follow. And I mean, think of every popular fad diet. It's just a list of things you cannot do. And what everyone's just like a like a big kid, right? You tell us not to do something and we want to do it. So something like a keto diet, it makes you think that if you have a cupcake, it's game over and you're going to be the most unhealthy person in the world. At Stronger You, we say, hey, it's your kid's birthday and you want a cupcake? We'll we'll teach you how to work it in. And that's just, I think, why things work so well is we're just realistic and we understand who our customer is. I don't think the industry knows who their customer is. I think they just want to create the problem and sell a solution. And it's just temporary. Mm -hmm. So just piggybacking off that, it sounds like you've essentially reverse engineered the weight loss problem, right? Yeah. I mean, I think so. And I'm, you know, I didn't do anything that crazy or unique. I think I realized that all right, nutritional science, this is the rules people need to follow. You know, we need to eat the right amount for our activity levels. We need to do it with mostly nutrient dense foods. We need to not let people feel shame around drinking a little alcohol or having some snacks or whatever. And then we just need like community. We need to have uh, enjoyment. We need to have people who are really good at problem solving and we just package it up and it's really difficult. I think a lot of people still don't understand what we do or why it works so well. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're just really good food detectives and we crack the case for people (laughs) and we did it at scale. Mm -hmm. There's the elevator pitch. Right, right. Now that self-esteem brands, which owns Anytime Fitness, I just wanted to connect those two for our audience. Now that uh, you have been acquired, what do you see on the, the horizon for Stronger You? I think um, for me, one of the biggest things in selling, uh, which a lot of people are like, why did you sell? You were growing, things were well, you were profitable. And to me, it's like the goal is to help a crap ton of people improve this problem that they have. The self-esteem brands team and Anytime Fitness 
have an infrastructure and resources that we did not have. They are in many, many countries. They have many, many experts. They have what we didn't. And I think of like Stronger You as this little rocket ship and they give us the fuel that we need. And we don't know what we don't know. And being acquired since June, we're realizing like, wow, when we have all these tools and these people, these experts, we can do things even more efficiently. And that's what I want. I want growth for our internal teams. I want opportunity for coaches and registered dietitians. I want to help more people. So a lot of people are like, you know, they ask me, they grill me. Why did you sell the company? Well, because not selling it was the selfish move. As weird as that sounds, everyone thinks you sell just to make a bunch of money, whatever. Like, yeah, cool. Like I'm okay. But my goal was to, my goal was really just help people and not work in a job I didn't like. I think a lot of people do that and they settle for that and they don't think they can get out. And I'm just a normal dude with a community college education that can solve some problems. And it went well. And I want other people to realize they can do that too. And it's unfortunate that humans evolve to sit in cubicles and not want to do what they really want to do all day. And for me, it's, you know, I'm getting kind of deep in the life goal stuff here, but people need to enjoy themselves more. And when you spend eight, nine, 10 hours plus with commutes, doing something you don't want to do, it's not right. We have to, we have to fix that for people. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. That's what motivates and inspires me too. It's just, we all have the opportunity to just thoughtfully look at our life and really invent our day to day the way we want to live it. Um, And seeing examples like you, I find, you know, so inspiring and and help people realize that they can do it too. Just uh, one last question, Mike, did self-esteem brands approach you or were you seeking somebody to be acquired by? Like, how did that come about? So we, we were approached by them. We had uh, one of our members was an employee of them and we just, the, the marriage was just too perfect. Okay. Like it's just fitness and nutrition just goes together. I never thought I would sell the company. Mm-hmm. I thought one day my kids would run yeah. it, um, but things change. And I realized like I'm very, very calculated in my decision-making, um, weighed pros and cons and things like that and said, this, this makes sense for the most people in the world. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Congratulations. It's a Thank job well done. Much. Where's the best place for people to learn about you and maybe connect with you? Uh, maybe Instagram. Um, yeah. At Mike Dola is, is my handle. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Um, I post a lot of nutrition advice. Also, you know, my travels, my Legos, my kid, my wife, all kinds of stuff. So you'll see what I'm all about. Awesome. Thanks so much, Mike. Thank you, Rachel. That's it for today's episode of the Business of You with Rachel Gogos. Thank you so much for listening. If you found inspiration in this episode, one of the most valuable things you can do to help us grow is to share it with a friend. And if you can rate the show and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening, we'll give you a special bonus, a guide to building your business online. Just share a screenshot of your review with us by emailing podcast at thebrandid.com. And if you need help growing your business, we'd love to help you. Just book a call with us by using the form at the bottom of thebrandid.com. Until we meet again, remember there is only one you. And no matter what type of business you're growing, you're your biggest differentiator.